never supposed to be handling It's hard to manage cause every day's a challenge And man I'm slipping, can't lose my balance I'm trying not to panic I try so hard Things seem to get away from misery Man I try so hard Will always be a victim of these trees It ain't my fault cause I Try to get away but trouble follows me And still I try so hard Hoping one day you'll come and rest Sit up right here and sleep real slow But until then I'll be posted up right here With my heat getting low, getting low I see things won't change I'm stuck in the game As soon as I get out, it keeps pulling me back no, I'm going to repeat something I heard somebody tell me one time And they said that, you know, culture trumps strategy You know, culture culture will win, will win against strategy any day And I think that sometimes when teams are making moves like that, right? Why would they do that? You know, they're looking at things like contracts, right? They're looking at numbers. They're saying, okay, we can't have this piece here because two years from now we'll need to do something with this piece and we can't do it because we won't have money or whatever. You know, that's, to me, that's just strategy though, you know? Um, and you got teams like Patriots or, or even Eagles, you know, all those years Andy Reid was there. You know, it's like, listen, let's kick the can down the road. This is the team I want. So, you know, I, I won't mention any agency specific, you know, but there are times where I have the right players, I have the right team, I have the right staff, and somebody's telling me, well, you can't do that with this person. Or you can't do that, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but they're a better fit here. Yeah, but we, we you can't do that. Um, and I think sometimes coaches get that. You, you talked about that when you talk about somebody being good in the locker room, right? Yeah. You know, that, that plays into it. But sometimes you may have a general manager who doesn't see the locker room and they're just looking at this person like a chess piece, right? Like a, like a pawn. And, and a lot of times it's, it's sometimes you just can't. Um, sometimes, you know, I, sometimes this might sound wrong. Sometimes you don't have the pieces to change the culture. Um, you know, it's what, what happened in Las Vegas this year with the Raiders. <laughs> And what happened with Urban Meyer, like just by sending Gruden away, you change culture. Sending Urban Meyer away, you change culture. Um, then it's going to change again. Um, you know, what I saw in the Washington football team, again, that, that's a perfect example of, it, it took a long time. You know I mean? They, 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 they were named that other name, you know, before you and I were born. You know, they'd always been there. I think it was, a, think it was 1936, 37? Right. Yeah, and it kind of just they. never changed. <laughs> You know, and it, it, it took a long time to change the culture. You know, culture, you got to get the right people around. You got to, and again, people don't want to change culture. They want to change strategy. And then what they do is they change the strategy, but they hand the strategy to the same people that were running a toxic culture. <laughs> then it doesn't work again. And again, I saw that in my professional career. Oh, well, we need to change our processes and our procedures. That's what I heard at a previous place I used to work at. Okay, well, we're going to take this new process and we're going to give it to the people that ran down the old process in the beginning. We're going to have it managed by executives at the higher level that mismanaged it to begin with. Then it gets mismanaged again. All right, well, let's go back to the drawing board. No, we don't need to go back to the drawing board. We need to we need to have different people at the drawing board. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, Look, this yeah, is you why, have to change culture. This is why I figured that military puts, provides you with a certain type of leadership and a certain type of understanding. You know, it's that type of discipline 
that type of mentality, which in sports is love it. Whereas everyone else is trying to fit that mold. It's natural for some. So you understand like, I'm not worried about the money. We can figure this, we can figure this part out. <laughs> I'm not worried. I just need the culture to be right. And, and that's a good thing, yes. you know? Um, because, you know, I, I, it, it, you have had leadership in the army yes. that were scumbags. <laughs> I've, had that, I've had that in the Marine Corps too. And the Marine Corps always talks about this thing in their commercials about this change, right? Hey, you go into the Marine Corps and you become a different person. No, you don't. You go into the army and you learn discipline, you become a different person. No, you don't. I, I, I take the military like like being in the lottery, winning the lottery, getting a lot of money. Having a lot of money doesn't change you. It just allows you to be more of what you already are. Having power or being in a leadership position just allows you to be more of what you already are. And 100. 100%. What, what's yeah, what, what's good about the military is you know you were a sergeant in, in, in the army. Yes. Every single sergeant in the army, all of them, that were a sergeant at the same time you were, for the most part, got to be a sergeant, got to where they were at the same way you did. Yes. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. You know, hit, yeah, hit, you know, hit certain schools. You know, they have to perform at a certain level on a performance evaluation. Um, you know, they, you know, you have to pass your PFT. You know, you don't see that. Anywhere else, <laughs> not even in NFL. You got players like I mean, Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. Terry Bradshaw's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Both of those guys got there completely different ways. <laughs> completely different. You know, Nick Foles has a Super Bowl trophy, Super Bowl MVP. He got there differently than Tom Brady did. So it, it, you know, it, it's it, it's very good how you, you talk about discipline, all that stuff. But you know, you had a certain level of discipline before you joined the army. Yes. Just like I did before I joined the Marine Corps. You know, they're able to amplify it. And again, if you don't have it, so well, now if I take that and I kind of put that in the football, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you can't hack in the NFL. Like, you're, you're just going to be gone. You can't be you, you can't be bad and, 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 and keep a job. Um, although I would argue that some players are bad and do keep jobs, but that's another conversation for another day. I wouldn't say they're bad. I would just say they're not at the level they need to be at. Um, right, right, and, and, and that's from the fans' perspective because I can only say that, for instance, for say like on a whole another sport, di totally different sport, Kwame Brown. For instance, we all assumed Kwame was just a bad player, but think about what you just said and what we've been talking about. How do you keep a job for that long, making that amount of money, which is insane amount of money, in your bed? We can't keep people on payrolls now on the streets for fifteen dollars an hour <laughs> if they're bad at their job. So how do you make that money, that much money, and be bad at your job? It's because to me, it's about. It goes back to strategy, and it goes back to the now. I need it in the now. I need it in the now. You know, this has nothing to do with any of those things, but is I need it in the now. And that it, it takes us back to where we started off at, actually, with, first of all, how did Calamari make the Pro Bowl? But Matthew Stafford, it takes us back to Matthew Stafford, because I don't know what Detroit saw in Jared Goff, but Sean McVay said, 
I need it in the now. I tried it every other way I could. Well, that's not the now, is it? Because he's tried every other way. They were just the wrong way. It's just, it's, it's all, everything that's happened in the last 24 hours since I started traveling has been shocking to me. Like Matthew Stafford is sitting at home for the Pro Bowl. When he was in Detroit, it was justified because he was in Detroit. But now you're like, right. you're sitting at home for what? You're better than Kyler Murray. You are definitely better in your Eagles fan, but you're a true Eagles fan, you're a true sports fan before that is saying, uh, how is Jalen Hurts even on this list before Matthew Stafford? Correct. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, Jalen Hurts is, there There are a few other guys who are Kirk Cousins is better than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I, I used to give Kirk Cousins a lot of flack when I, when I followed a certain football team that I do not like and someone told me about, I learned about loyal. Sometimes you don't gotta be loyal to things just because everyone agrees with it. A la Damian Lillard. Like that dude is, yeah, his loyalty is gonna cost him a ring. Uh, Let me phrase it, yeah. It, matter of fact, it has cost him a ring already. Uh, but when I think about it, my loyalty began with Daryl Green. That era was my loyalty. I grew up in Arlington. Daryl Green was my guy. He never wore another uniform after Washington Redskins. Hall of Famer for sure. Great guy. Then it was KG in my teens. And I watched what loyalty did to that man's legacy. If KG, Kevin Garnett, left Minnesota before, like after they made that under the table deal where all them draft picks were taken and he was gonna suffer in purgatory for all those years. If he would have left as soon as he could after that, his legacy would have been different because he didn't start winning, he didn't win a championship until 2008 at the end of his career. And that's held against him like, hold on, he's not better than Tim Duncan. Blah, 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 blah. Timmy has this many rings. Like, okay, Timmy has this many rings, but Kevin Garnett is, was almost the beginning of the versatile big man animal. His loyalty though, he's a respected player by far. But when I talk about goats, I want to throw him in there and people are like, hold on, how many rings does this guy got? <laughs> he has one. And they're like, he's a goat with one ring. I'm like, hold on. Don't, you take it away from his legacy because <laughs> loyal. And I was like, I can't do it. I, I saw that. And once I saw that for myself, I think when he won, I was 28. And I wanted to make the argument with, for the Celtics and him in particular, and people kept writing for I was like, I can't make it. <laughs> Shortly yeah. thereafter, I announced that I was no longer following the team that plays in the NFL in Washington, D.C. I was like, not doing it. You're not going to make me do it. I don't have to. You were a fan here, you're a bandwagon fan. I'm like, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I don't have an NFL team right now. I'm taking a break. What was that Cat Williams joke? Now it's time for a new president. And all they want us to do is pick a new president. I feel like, didn't we just get out of a fucked up relationship? Maybe we don't need a president right now. Can we be single as a country for a while and maybe date a president, see how that work out for a couple months? Uh, I just got out of a long, out of a bad relationship. I think it's okay to take a break. <laughs> right. And I took one. And then I joined, then I saw, I saw what the Ravens were doing. And I was like, I love your culture. I love your spirit. You know, you take chances on players. 
Like Marlon Warren said, when I look at the Ravens lineup, I think every player on that team has an Audi belly button, including Justin Tucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's the loyalty. It's it's so much going wrong athlete. You, you know, I know we talked about this before and I know we, we kind of disagree, but you know, again, I think that um, I don't want to use the term embrace change because I think that term is BS. But I think understanding that, you know, times do change and things do change. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, these super teams with two or three, you know, perennial Hall of Fame players, it's just going to be the norm. It should be the norm. Um, and, 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 and teams are going to adjust. Um, teams like the Warriors, you're not going to see teams like that, that are built from the ground up. Like, I, I, again, I hope I'm wrong. But I think that's the last time you're going to see a team like I'm talking built from the draft. Right, Tim. I think he's a. I think he's a good player. He's a great player for his position. Right. I also, but Draymond Green knew that too. He was like, you know what? Got you. You can. You don't have to play for me. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me offensively. I am today's Dennis Rodman, but in a much more uh, calmer light. But. You don't got to go off me, but watch this. And he said he left that building and he went and made a phone call. That's what the Warriors did. They said, I'm going to get my big brother. And immediately every fan in their world got mad. I was like, why are you mad? <laughs> why are you mad that they went and called big brother because they couldn't get over the hump? They was, they're like, we're not worried about culture. We're about to get a baller. Now, <laughs> We're about to get a hooper, someone who yeah, is but, but see, breathes the hoop. Brother, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but that's not. But, but the problem with that is, with the Big Brother, I guess comparison is, Big Brother had two other big boys there with him. It, it's it, it, it's it, it's not like Curry and Steph weren't there. I mean, Steph was an MVP. Right, 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 right. But hold on, hold on. Big brother, Curry was the MVP, but see, Curry and Clay, Clay Thompson says it himself. I guess he ain't winning enough finals MVPs too. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he is above and beyond a splash brother with his ability. I don't think me and Steph, we could practice as many jump shots as we want. We still can't rise up and shoot over any man on this earth. So, I don't think we need to include him in the Splash Bros to validate his talent and his skill because uh, it's pretty obvious to the human eye how good of an athlete, great of an athlete he is. Sure, yeah. And that's the thing, like LeBron James is a legit big man. He's a legit top, between top five and ten Hall of Famer, depending on how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> right, yeah. Depending on whether or not you talk to me before you have to make a decision or not. Right, because I talk to you before I make that decision. He's five. <laughs> he's he's five or four. If I don't talk to you, he might be seven or eight. Yeah. But I guarantee you, Giannis ain't gonna be in the conversation. Not yet. <laughs> no, Giannis and, and and you and I again we, we, we disagree, but we respectfully disagree. You know, it's, it's with Durant, like he's. I, I, I need I, he I need more time. You know, he, he he needs more time. I mean, when when you go to a team that won an NBA title, won one, 
Uh-huh. And they had they had been in the finals twice before that. Yep. Yeah, they've been in yeah. Yeah, they've been in the finals twice. He decided to leave the Thunder for the Warriors. Talked about why he didn't leave his bed for a couple days after the decision. Said he almost went to the Celtics because of one Tom Brady, and that he doesn't care if he is not liked. Then Sunday, Durant and Draymond Green were booed by the sellout crowd at Staples Center before Team USA's 106-57 win over China. However, Durant was unaware of the jeering. Kevin Durant is a great basketball player. He's one of the top three players in the world, and he's a great person. When he got on the phone and told me, look, you can order sushi in San Francisco at 4 in the morning. You damn sure can't do that in Oklahoma City. And then we find out that all along Draymond Green has been recruiting you and that, you know, periodically throughout the season, you're sending one another texts and all of this other stuff. Um, and you go there and you win two championships. Now, again, the one they lost, he got hurt. Okay, I get that. Whatever. Um, and now you're gone. And this team is the top team in the league. And I look at the other guy whose name we ain't going to mention. And I'm like, yeah, he's better than KD. And that guy, I can show you numbers that say, hey, look, every team this guy's left has been terrible. I, I, I got to look at I got to look at it like that. And I like Durant more than I like LeBron. I can't I, I, I can't do that, you know. And if if Curry wins this title, especially if he beats KD, that is going to definitely hurt Katie in my book. So here's, here's my question. Here's my question. I don't think that happens. Well, here's my question. And, and I yeah. like that argument because matter of fact, this this is going to be my what if question for the day. Yep. What if it takes both Clay, Curry, Draymond, is Wiggins still there? And Wiggins to take down KD until just recently. So let's see what happens there. Kyrie's coming back to play in, in games, they've already said. But what happens if it just so happens game seven, it comes down to game seven again, you know, and it's KD and them. And it takes three of them to take out this monster. I don't care what anyone says. And I remember the look Chauncey Phillips gave Paul Pierce when he said it. KD is the greatest scorer in the game Period. Matter of fact, this takes us to a KD video we, we were talking about this morning. Well, it is not a KD video. The tweet that KD responded to. Right. From uh, players coming up and wanting to be players in the NBA are N1 moves. This move was N1 move. <laughs> there was... I'm not sure what part about the travel was not obvious. Right. <laughs> right. But everyone got mad at KD for saying this, you know what? This shit stinks. I'm going to be honest with you. When I looked at it, I did not get mad at what he said. So there's me and I just so happen to be, I consider myself the perfect filler piece. I've never wanted to be the star. I always wanted to be the Scottie Pippen. Not today, Scottie Pippen. The player, Scottie Pippen. Like the player. Yeah. Like, I want to. Don't nobody want to be the guy he is today. Yeah. I just <laughs> he's going through a midlife crisis, and I, I see it. But I, I'm not his doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but right. It, as a player, I just want to fill this role here, where 
You're the superstar. I'm fine with you being the superstar. Take all the lights you want. You know, that's that alpha bull mentality, right? I'm not the alpha, I'm not the alpha male. I've never been the alpha male. It's not my mentality. I'm not a beta either though. By any means of imagination, I'm not a beta. I can look the part, I can play the part, but my natural role is as a sigma male. Sigmas, a bunch of sigmas can be one pack. And I had that growing up. Always, everyone I know is either alpha or sigma. I don't truly know, well, I'm not gonna say I don't, I know very few beta males at all. And I, so I was like, I need to compliment whoever I'm around the best I can, like Scotty Pippen. These people work hard at their craft. I'll never say any athlete we're gonna discuss is bad at their craft. Kwame Brown, like I said earlier, he, he was a millionaire and he was bad at his craft. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like Kwame Brown was elite at his craft. <laughs> yes. Any, anybody who is at the collegiate level is elite at their craft. If you were on a Division Two college football team, <laughs> you were probably one of the best players in your city. 100%. Yes. Assuming you weren't a walk-on, which most guys are not walk-ons. Most guys are on scholarships or, you know. But, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I, I was having a conversation with somebody else the other day about, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy's been a career backup. There's a reason why. There's a reason why teams keep him on their rosters. There's a reason why this guy always has a job. Oh, right now, any kid playing a sport should be emulating themselves after certain players. Right. Don't do what you don't do what you see in practice. That was always where I was taught, and I think I told you that in my interview. I practice the way I play. I'm sorry, I, you know, because I'm practicing the way I play. I'm going real speed. So if I'm a player today, I'm looking at videos because I did it growing up. I had every Michael Jordan video on VHS until I learned how to download through, um, what was that first one? Napster. <laughs> Napster, yeah. And I watched them every day. And then I would go out on a court. And I would do what I saw Jordan do in games. And I would do it slow at first, and then I would pick up the pace. Obviously, tried in one-on-one -on -one games. I, he did this crossover, the crossover on Larry Bird in the Garden, where he dropped 63, you know? And then, that was it. And you practiced it over and over again. And now, I, what I'm seeing is people not necessarily practicing with the singing games, of NBA players, they're practicing with a thing on the internet. Are we trying to be N1 players or are we trying to be NBA players? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an N1 player. If you want to be a media sensation, cool, do your thing. The professor is still making loot. <laughs> That's right. But do not get upset when KD thinks you're trying to be a real player because you're inside of a, a game that is looks to be a real game. And he responds with, it stinks. Because as a real player, I'm looking at like, you can't do that again. There's, there's a lot of things I wanted to try, but it's like, I can't pull this off in a game. There's no way. Like there was once, I saw a dunk once by in a dunk contest by Darvin Ham. 
He looked like a little bit like Vince Carter before during that time period. And he touched the backboard with the ball and then he reversed it. I was like, yo, that's an awesome dunk. <laughs> that's nice. I, I would like to try that. Uh, the only way you're going to try that in a game is, huh, if you're Vince Carter, if you're Vince Carter, <laughs> well, I got to be honest, because Vince Carter's actually jumped over a seven-foot man at, in, in the middle of a game. And you also better be up by 30 points. Yes. When you miss the dunk, your coach you, ain't that upset. Oh, if you missed the dunk, uh, you're going to be on what was Shaq in a fool. Like, look at this idiot here. Because that's what I'm going to call you. Especially if you're a high schooler, I'm going to call you an idiot. First of all, I'm going to ruin my image. I'm going to ruin my brain. You know, if... Well, I will say, hold on. There's sometimes you don't, you can, there's sometimes you can't celebrate though. You can't kind of showboat. There's ways to do it. I told this story to family and friends over the years. It's the funniest story and the most humiliating story I think I've ever suffered in sports. Two of them was in track. They were both in track. This one was against Ricky Harris. It was an indoor, I think it was an indoor 300 meter 300 meat, right? Now, I'm gonna. T I gotta tell the full story because me and Mia were just talking about some how people judge when they only know part of the story. I'm gonna get a full story, right. so it's gonna sound like an excuse, but it was legit. Okay. This winter, I had caught pneumonia. I decided, and I did not run for a little bit because I was sick, right? Well, I got over it. I went to this meet, first meet back. Indoor meet, 300 race. All right, easy. I've run a 300 a lot. It's it's easy. But when I line up in my race, on the far side of this Episcopal indoor schools, uh, hall six, I believe it was, and I look beside me to my left is Ricky Harris. <laughs> okay, I know you. Mr. Centerville, Mr. Virginia, you own every record in this damn country and you're about to kick my butt. Okay, you're not gonna beat me today. I'm back, I'm healthy. I've been waiting to see you one-on-one -on -one without a hurdle in front of me the entire time I've known about you. I'm sick of hearing about you in the news. I'm your good guy, but I need to show you one-on-one -on -one without a hurdle, I can go, I can see you. Today's your day. Today's my day. Then I look to my right. Now, this is Christopher Ham from Arlington, Virginia, raised in Alexandria, right? Black guy and very much a teenager. And to my right is Alan Webb. Alan Webb is a skinny, scrawny. When you look at him, he's a skinny, scrawny. Well, he was a scrawny. He was skinny. He was a buff. He was a muscular scrawny. <laughs> A white okay. Tommy Davidson is how I'm going to describe him right now. <laughs> white Tommy Davidson. White Tommy Davidson. And, but there's something special about this kid. Alan Webb went on to run the mile in three minutes and 56 seconds in high school. What? Oh, wow. What? <laughs> Was he sprinting? Yes. So I'm sitting here in this race, I'm like, huh, 
if I'm gonna make a name for myself, this is the race. You know, because now I might be on a radar like these two lost to this unknown person. Right. <laughs> what ended up happening is we made it through the first 150, we're even. <laughs> I'm still in a race. And then the most unreal, surreal thing, I'm gonna say the most surreal thing happened. Ricky looked to his, he looked to his right, and I'm, and I'm still there. I'm breathing hard, I'm breathing real heavy. I'm trying not to show, but I am. He looks to his right, and he shakes his head. Now to me, at this time period, I think he's looking at me. <laughs> you know, because it's about me, right? This race is about me. Failing to remember that to my right <laughs> is Alan Webb. <laughs> so now as a adult, when I look back at it a few years ago, I was like, this man was looking right past me and he wasn't shaking his head no at me because that's what he did. He shook his head no in the middle of the race, showboating. And then what he did next is what I never quite was, was able to explain. He left me. They left me. I want to say, remember, we were at 150 meter mark. Um, Ricky Harris ended up at least 10, 15 meters in front of me. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. <laughs> I, it goes, it's like that clip we, 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 we joke about with the Kevin Durant and the Clippers. I promise you, yeah. I tried. <laughs> I promise you, I tried. But then when I look back at some tapes of his, I showed someone, and I got I got to find the video again because clips from back then are hard to find. You know, not 99, 2000. We didn't put everything on tape like we do now. It wasn't my sport. It wasn't. It was my sport. It was meant to get me through a phase in life, and it did. It got me through high school. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was. I played football in high school, and but you know, I I, I realized. You know, I mean, I left high school. I was. You know, about five nine, five eight, and I weighed 150 pounds. I'm like, I'm not gonna be a football player. It just like I realized, hey, I'm not gonna be a football player. It can't happen. It, it, well, at some point, you have to realize who you are, and you know that's right. Most people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the perfect conversation shift that you saw, <laughs> that you've seen in your lifetime. The rules change in the NBA in the drafting of LeBron James. What year did LeBron get drafted? Oh, three, oh, four. And hand checking became an issue around when? Remember, how many offensive rules changed around the time LeBron James was drafted? You know, I had this, I've had this a lot, and it's not a knock on LeBron James. He had, he did not have this internal at that time he was going to be a big name but like you said the culture has to change and i think you said that based on another conversation and a lot of these conversations we're having now are just going to be segue not segues but points that people know we're going to get to later on because we love talking about sports yeah and, and, and that's why when i talk about lebron and i talk about him being a great it's like again i, I have to be humble and i have to say okay why Okay, he was drafted with Carmelo. Um, I don't, don't forget Darko. 
Bosch and Wade were in that track, though. Yes, they were. And don't forget Darko. Yeah, they were. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I get rules changing and all that stuff. Like, wait for Brady. You know, somebody was comparing Brady to Bradshaw. And they were saying, oh, you know, Bradshaw never had comms in his helmets, all that. Like, I get it. Um, and anybody would be a fool if you don't think the league is softer now than it was back then. It, it is. It, it just is. But what, what I always struggle with, and I have to check myself, I go back to, but it's like that for everybody. Yes. So I, I get, like a lot of rules did change, did change when LeBron came in, not down that. But they changed for everybody. And he's better than everybody. Or at least was for a, 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 a sustained period of time. What is that sustained period of time though? He has not led an entire generation. You, the yeah, argument, the argument, the I, argument I, can. I, I don't think. I don't think when when you talk about leading a whole generation, I would argue. This might sound bad, but Mike and maybe Kareem. I mean, Magic and Bird both came into the league, and you know, you you could say they both led a generation, but I mean, they were both studs, you know. It was Mike and nobody else when he was in the league. But it was uh, other people I, in the league. It was a lot of other but, people. But, yeah, yeah, but, but, but when I say that, like... You made it seem like no one else. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is you and I are not having a conversation about... Like, we're having a conversation now, in 21, about KD and LeBron, who are still playing. We can't logically have this same argument about Mike and anybody else in the league at the time when they were both playing. And, and, and still keep our sanity and still be considered not insane. Like, that's why he's a goat. I, I would say it was probably like that with Kareem in the, I guess he would have been early 70s, early to mid 70s in his prime, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think, that, 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 that's all I'm saying. Like, when I say nobody else, like, who's, all right, Mike goes and he wins that third championship with, uh, I think they beat Phoenix. Yeah, they beat Phoenix. Then he takes, you know, a hiatus, comes back and he wins that first championship. I would love somebody to have a conversation and say, okay, Mike's the GOAT now. Who in the league right now at that time? That would have been in 96. Who in the league's even in the conversation? as best player in NBA with Mike. Compare compared to now, like you can you can make, even if we disagree, you have made many rational arguments <laughs> for why KD for why KD is better than LeBron. Right. And, and 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 I would think that I have made, even if you disagreed, at least rational arguments. Yes. Don't have to agree with them. Yeah. And you've made rational arguments. And one of the ones you made, I'll never forget when we were uh, when we were at the, when we were at the bar is you were like, listen, you know, LeBron was the greatest and Golden State said, hey, who's the one guy we need to get over this guy? And it was KD. And that kind of humbled me, kind of took away certain parts of my argument because that's the reason why I called Deion Sanders to go in football. You know, when you say pound for pound, like not greatest quarterback, but like you have the San Francisco was this great team in the 80s, right? Yeah. Then, then Dallas comes in the 90s and San Francisco can't get past them. 
So what does San Francisco do? They went out and they got Deion Sanders. Got over guys from Green Bay in the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. What does Dallas do now? They go out and they get Deion. <laughs> and then they're right back on top next year. Like, I can't, I can't argue with that when you're using that as a reason for KD because I'm like, that's... Here's... That makes sense. Well, this thing could have went out anybody. But they chose KD. Exactly. Right. This this is the one thing I've looked at with this. And I hate to cut you off. I always have to explain this to people. And I feel feel since this is going to be on a podcast, since this is a podcast, I have to explain this. And that is, I do not dislike LeBron James as a player. Matter of fact, LeBron James is the reason there's a tonal being delivered this week. <laughs> I saw his commercial. I respect LeBron James as a player. I respect LeBron James as a businessman. Of course I do. I respect LeBron James as a man. He married his high school sweetheart. He is still with her. Trust me, I know many, including myself, who have tried that and failed at that. <laughs> You know, it's still early for him. He still got some years left, but there ain't no, there's no, you know, wrinkles in that. You don't see any flaws in him outside of my what I see on the court, and there's no flaws on the court. I see a great player to a degree on the court. To me, it always comes down to the ideal of sports. An ideal of sports goes all the way back to the beginning of man. To ancient times at the earliest at the at the most recent history that we have going backwards right but it's always been competition who has and it's one-on-one competition it always boiled down to one-on-one competition you know my skill versus your skill think about it, boxing greco-roman wrestling it's it may be a team involved but at the end, when we're on that court, or we're on those matches, we're on the soccer field, or we're on whatever, wherever space we're in, whatever arena we pick, even the Coliseum, what is it? It's my skill against your skill, life or death, who am I going to pick? Okay, fine, that's how I view it. People may disagree with that all day long, but that's reality of it for me. So, automatically, right now, today, the wind's picking up out here, I brought you right inside. Gil, right now, that disqualifies for me a lot of people from the GOAT conversation. Automatically. But it does leave LeBron James. But where the others take over is now we're removing the team aspect. Now we're talking now we're talking about the GOAT one-on-one to see who had the best skill. And when you do that and you remove that team aspect, LeBron James may have the best vision in the history of the game of basketball. That vision is good, but that vision does not give him the skill of say, I don't, that vision isn't uh, equivalent to, isn't enough to make up for that curve and the rest of the skill. KD, KD scores a ball at a click, click that only Wilt and Kobe can imagine. Jordan could have done it, but he, no, Jordan couldn't have done it. He he couldn't he couldn't shoot the he couldn't shoot the ball like KD, you know. Right. Kobe couldn't shoot the ball like KD. Kobe, KD, KD is one of few players now that you could put in any generation, and he's a matchup nightmare. Sure. Like how do you, 
put him in the 70s at seven feet. Who's guarding KD in the 70s at seven feet? Right, but who's who, who's guarding LeBron in the 70s too? Because and, and at seven I'm feet, you you're, you're right. So, I know what you're saying. Thing, That's a good whole, argument. Yeah. The whole thing about about oh LeBron will be you know wouldn't survive in that era. Listen, this dude's almost 270 pounds. Muscle. Let, 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 let's remember the first true ball handling big man. Um, I guess you could say it was Pistol Pete, but really, like Magic was like the I, I don't want to say this hybrid type player, but he was. You know, he, he was like the right, right. He was like the first, right? Um, but he wasn't built like LeBron, you know. Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I digress. But you know, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing on on KD's skill set, but I, I, I'll do you one better. You need more green. Like the skill, the skill argument or the one-on-one argument thing is Russell Westbrook. Oh my God! Russell West, Russell Westbrook, right now today, today, is a Hall of Famer. Skill, skill wise, I'm talking just skills. We don't mean skills. Top five. You, you put him in a one-on-one game against Chris Paul. He's gonna impose his will on Chris Paul, and it ain't even gonna be close. Yes. I'm saying if they're playing a pickup game of basketball, just Westbrook and Chris Paul, one-on-one. Primed to lead the league and take over as a rightful heir to Michael Jordan. He was primed I agree. and he had the skill to do it. But whatever happened in Colorado tainted his image. Yep. I don't know what happened. I don't care what happened. I'm not in Kobe's life. Kobe had to walk that that fire by himself. Those were his trials and tribulations. And guess what? Kobe as a man persevered can't anyone say they really remembered the details of that situation unless they're really in someone's business <laughs> because for me it's a blip on a radar at this point it's like kobe did this but i really don't care because at the end of the day when kobe's journey was done unfortunately and it ended too prematurely but he took but his story was out there and he was the man he was i'm like dude I'm proud as hell to call myself a girl dad. <laughs> Matter of fact, I told you I was like Kobe is now is not now one is not now goat. And number two, to me, I'm like I have one A one B <laughs> because and I think my one A may be falling off. Well, it's gonna be hard to knock Jordan off. For anybody, it's gonna be hard to knock Jordan off. I'm sorry. Like I love KD as a player. Gonna, I might have to make mine a top three. We're not gonna see anybody knock Jordan off. It's I'm, not in my lifetime. I think I might have to keep. I have to make mine a top three because now, as a grown man at 41, it's about it's about so much more than winning. But it's about it's about so much more than just winning. But when you're talking about winning, yeah. it's Michael Jordan. When when people talk to me, I put it up all the time. If you if you see it on you see it on my Facebook, you see it on my Instagram. I don't think it's on this new Instagram and everything else, but it's always going to be my image until someone can top it. In the right now, 22, 22 league recognitions for Michael Jordan, legit trophy hardwares. LeBron James is knocking 
Well, LeBron James is now losing steam, and you know why he's losing steam? He's losing steam because now we're at a place where that culture shift is now coming into the NBA, to where the NBA is now not necessarily controlling the market, it's, it, it's reflective of the market. And that market is, KD is more today, personality-wise. LeBron is still a very because the way LeBron started his had the age he started his real marketing and his real business moves he kind of it, it, it was kind of handicapped and when I say those moves I'm not talking about when he was drafted no 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 LeBron James been the issue since what seventh eighth grade right so these strategies were always in play KD said it best I've always been second best. How many Americans know that feeling, Manny? How many Americans know that feeling of being second best? You know me personally. I can I can tell you no matter what I did, I felt no matter what I put out, I was going to be second best. All I could do is say, put out as much as possible to make up that ground. And I think you saw that at work. I was like, okay, never mind. But, 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 I'm coming. I'm coming. And it goes like, like I said, I'm coming. I'm putting that hard work. The, by the right. league handicapped LeBron James by trying, to, by trying to take away hard work while making sure to enforce certain things. Like, for instance, every week, every year, I'll say every year, we were here. LeBron James now passes this for record. Now passes this record of points. LeBron James every year. No, no. LeBron James is doing this fast. LeBron James is doing this fast. And it's like, okay, you're hyping this guy up. The rest of the world may not see it, but I see it. You know, and it's not a knock on you. That's good business. All of this is good business, by the way. None of it's bad right, business. And, and, yeah. And, oh, and, and, and by the way, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, again, it's, it's why I've always had a problem with the guy.
snap this pain, I keep inflicting on my family. Hustling and gambling, tricking and scamming, and losing sight of what I'm supposed to be handling. It's hard to manage, cause every day's a challenge, and man, I'm slipping, can't lose my balance, I'm trying not to panic. I try so hard, can't seem to get away from misery. Man, I try so hard, always be a victim of these trees. It ain't my fault, cause I try to get away, but trouble follows me, and still I try so hard, hoping one day you'll come and rescue me, but until Sit up right here and sleep hell snow right until then I'll be posted up right here with my heat getting no getting no I see things won't change I'm stuck in the game as soon as I get out it keeps pulling me back back me doing dirty 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 so used to this hustle money that I don't understand no nine to five work study on the streets hustles know what I mean hustles balling before us I'm trying to make that major league so it never leaves Till the sun came up, gotta get it, no, no leaving, no rush. Today games they play, gotta go on and get what you put in. If you fall off, then it's all on you. Gotta watch what you sign to. Try so hard, but I won't. I try so hard, can't seem to get away from it. Right here, my heat getting low, getting low.